LSG Media presents a Game of Thrones podcast. Unbowed, unbent, unbroken. These are the words that House Dorn speaks. And they are cool words. Yeah, but they lost their battle at the end. Nobody won. Nobody won. Except the person in charge of Dorne. So they kind of won. Well, not... Well, Julian Bashir won. Pretty much won. I don't know about anybody else. I think Mm. everybody else lost in this situation. I guess we'll find out. Well, welcome back to the show, ladies and gentlemen. I am Dean, and joining me is the sub-hostess with the mostest, and that's Jessica. That's me. And together... We will be covering a Game of Thrones, the sixth episode. Already. Six episodes? I don't believe that. Oof. I don't believe it. Crazy, huh? What am I going to do when Game of Thrones ends? Watch True Detective. Valid point, sir. So, there's that. And maybe podcast about it. Touche. So, we've got some stuff to get through today. Uh, You know, it's uh, there's some controversy floating around the internet, according to you, that I did not read. Oh, yes, I read some other... How did you say Controversies. I read some more, too. Yeah. About different things. Well, we'll talk about that, but we've got some stuff to get through. We've got Bravos, Jorah and Tyrion, King's Landing, Dorne, and, of course, let us not forget Winterfell. I don't think anybody's going to forget that anytime soon. I think you're probably right. (laughs) Uh, We will also get to some listener comments at the end, and then, of course, wrap with our final thoughts. And uh, in the tradition of the Game of Thrones podcast by LSG Media, we're going to go location by location, uh, or in the case of Jor and Tyrion, by characters as well. So Yeah, because, well, they're in only one location yeah. in this episode. Yeah. They don't move much. They didn't find that fishing village they were ever so hopeful for. Nope. Oh, that's sad. Aww. Well, so let's do this. Let's allow the sub-hosts, I will allow you, the sub-hosts, to decide which storyline you'd like to tackle first as long mm. as we agree to tackle Winterfell last. Okay. Okay. Well, let's begin at the beginning then and just talk about Bravos. Let's start at the beginning. I was going to say we could start with Tyrion and Jorah, but I feel like little happens and it's not a good starting point. Lots is lots of words are spoken, but not many things happen. You are yes. correct. That's kind of the same with Bravos, but there are some cool things that happen, huh? Yeah, and I feel like there's some good discussion. I got to say... That Stark work ethic is really good because Arya is really diving into her work. She's getting those bodies. She is a floor scrubbing meister. And I got to tell you, she cares for that dead. Like she's really putting her heart into the work. If that's possible. I hope when I die, Arya Stark cleans my body. Well, (laughs) she would make that weird family from six feet under very proud. She, oh, she would fit right in there. Right? Maybe that's where she actually belongs. Oh, he never looked so handsome Maybe before. she's not a faceless assassin. Maybe she's meant to work for Fisher and Sons. Yeah, I yeah. I don't know. Have, have, have you ever been to a wake where that is uttered? He never looks so handsome or she no. never looks so beautiful. You go to wakes and they say that looks nothing like the person that passed. Yeah, I and know. And that is what actually happens at wakes, which is why I try to never go to them because they're awful. Well, the good move would be to just slice their face off and put it in your huge vault of faces. <laughs> <It's> like, <what? laughs> 
That's the only way to be sure. I hope that's also what happens to me when I yeah. pass. <laughs> I hope that's my face gets sliced face right off. Slashed off. Okay. Slapped up on the wall. So uh, Jock and Hagar can look at it sometimes. Yeah, I guess. We all thought the governor was weird with all his heads. But in all seriousness, she is. Arya is taking to this life now. Like, yes, she bucks a little. Yes, she she's always going to be sort of anti-authoritative. But she does... The way she cares for the dead, that nice, the nice way they show that transitionary period where she's working on multiple bodies. Because mm-hmm. we were both like, yeah, there's, is- there's no nudity in this episode. But I swear I just saw a girl's boob and then it was a dude. And I was like, oh, that's a dude's boob. Yeah, Dean's like, wow, that's a really pretty woman. And I was like, no, that's a guy. P.S. And then that's all of a sudden I'm bullshit. like, wait, that's a dude. How is a dude's boob not nudity? Because milk doesn't come out of it? No, because uh, you can walk around shirtless at the beach if you're a guy. Yeah, I challenge that. All right, well, I Europeans are on of, to something. I challenge a lot of Game of Thrones uh, nudity choices, as you know. Well, you got your pillar and stones last Not time. Not the ones I wanted. Well, then, beggars can't you be choosers. You got every boob you wanted on this show, so I didn't want to hear it. Not quite every boob. Still holding out for Arya's. Just kidding. Oh, my God. Just kidding. I'm going with the... Unsubscribe. Just going with the theme of Winterfell. Just going with the theme of the Boltons. We're not even in Winterfell. We're in yeah, Boltons. I know. And of course, I'm kidding. I should not have to say that. But I did because it was Just kind of case. disgusting. <laughs> I'm already on watch lists, I've been told, by law enforcement people who like the show and listen to it. So there's that. What? Oh, my God. <laughs> well, in, uh, in yeah, well, we're not going to get off on a tangent on that. But um, in, in caring for these bodies, a door is left open for her. A door is left open for a girl. He doesn't say that, but the door cool is not did. left open until the end. Some other things happen first. Right. Yeah. But not quite. No, she walks out of the door. When do I get to play the game of faces? Oh, yeah, that part. The girl comes in. Yeah. Bitch girl. Yeah. Bitchy girl. That's what I call her. Ah, I kind of like her. She's growing on me. I loved her on this episode. Yeah. Loved her. That chair's really loud. Sorry. I don't know what you want me to do. Get, buy me a new chair. Wow. Well, we'll see how donations go next Listeners, month. somebody send me a chair in the mail, please. <laughs> you will be forever in my debt. I will be forever in your debt. Wait a second. Sure. Okay. Hopefully you get that chair before your face goes in the vault of faces. I hope so, but I can't. What is that place called? Is it called the Vault of Faces? It's called Something of Faces because I saw it um, after the episode. It was like, stay tuned to find out more about the Something of Faces. The Faceatorium? Yeah, I think that was what it was called. <laughs> Most likely. <laughs> I think that that's what George R. R. Martin called it yeah. in his text. The <laughs> right. Faceatorium. <laughs> the Faceatorium. I write that down so don't forget. Faceatorium. Oh, boy. So Arya wants to play the game of faces. I don't even know what that game is. Neither does Arya. <laughs> <laughs> She's just talking shit. She's like, I know there's a game and I want to play it. Who are you? What are you doing here? I am from Westeros, just like you. The other girl starts to lie. I love this part. So what do you think's going on here? I think that... In this moment, I mean, in these lies. I think that she's trying to show Arya what Arya needs to be able to do. Because Arya believes her, doesn't she? Yes. Right. It's not if Arya believes her or not. She's supposed to be believable, but Arya is supposed to be able to lie in that manner too. Mm-hmm. Arya is supposed to be able to take on another identity and make right. it believable. Right. That's the game of not completely, but that's part of what they're doing is they're taking on another identity. So this girl does it beautifully. I love the story she tells. I it's so cool. She t- talks about her stepmom trying to kill her basically, and so she has a faceless man come and kill her stepmom, and she's then forever been in her debt. And her quote afterwards is great. She's like, did you believe me? 
did you believe every word I said? She's like, was that the truth or was that a lie? Did you believe every word I said? And she knows the answer before she asks, doesn't she? Mm-hmm. She knows I believed her. Yeah. I believed her. I was like, this is an awesome story. I love this girl. And then when she's lying, I think I loved her more. Not going to lie. It's, well, it's a good lie. And you're right. It is all about the I- assumption of someone else's identity. It's not just about wearing their face. It's about really having a different persona to make sure that you can blend in to make sure that you can be someone else. Yes, because let's be honest, we all know that Jock and Hagar and Cereal Florella are the same person, and <laughs> you never would have known that if they, he wasn't an awesome liar, that faceless guy. It's possible. I don't know if that's true or not. I don't read any spoilers, but that's my dream. But Jockham starts to ask her questions, doesn't he? Who is Arya Stark? When he, yeah. And, he's, and he knows she's lying. Take me through this thing. What do you think is going on here? I love this part, too, because I, I think this is a really interesting thing that he's doing with her he he she has tried to say i'm no one before and that does not work so in this case she says who she is she's aria and he wants to know who aria is and she starts to tell him her story and interspersed in her story are lies right that was sweet um ned died in battle she was kidnapped by someone named Polliver. She killed somebody by stabbing them in the back. These were all lies. And he knows he whips her every time she lies. So let me talk to you about the lies. Okay. Right? So when she says, my father died in battle, I could see her wanting to say something like that to kind of protect her father to make him seem like he died in a really cool way. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's, or or if you do think she's just randomly interspersing lies. I think she's just lying to see if she can get away with it because she realizes that that's what she's supposed to do. I'm sure that's part of the reason that that's why she chose that lie. Right. You know? Right, for sure. And man, how about her feelings for the hound? That was my favorite part of the whole Arya stuff because obviously I love the hound. And my favorite part about it is, is she says she wanted him to suffer because she hated him. And he whips her and she goes, I hated him. And he does it again. And she's like, no, that's not a lie. I hated him. And he's like, you know, the girl's going to lie to me or whatever crap he says. A girl lies to me, the many faced God and to herself. Yes. And that's the key there. As long as Arya lies to herself, she's not going to be able to get away with these things. And also, I mean, we all know that Arya didn't hate the Hound. Right. That the, and the Hound didn't hate Arya. They cared about each other. And it was interesting to see that brought up again. I, I, I know the Hound has is supposedly dead, but I don't know. I feel like we haven't seen the last of him. Is there a way he could be alive? Could there have been a maester hiding behind the rock? It's possible Benioff and Weiss are just fucking with us because they know like we how, want the Hound back. Yeah, how awesome he is. And they probably just brought this up, like this part of it. I don't know. Because they knew like people like me were going to be like, oh my God, the Hound. They mentioned him. Yahoo. They were buddies. <laughs> right. Of course. I hope he comes back. Maybe somebody faceless can like take on the hound's identity or something. Right. That's possible. I don't think so. I think I'm just making shit up now, but I love the hounds. And I'm glad that Arya now must face the truth that she also loves him. And isn't it funny that it's after this interaction where she realizes she's lying to herself that she's then able to do yes. what bitchy girl was able to do earlier in the episode. Right. And that happens that there's like this little kind of time transition or they cut to another part of the episode and back to this. And when they come back to this, she's scrubbing the floors again. And that's when yep, scrubbing them floors. And that's when the sick kid comes in and Aria begins to tell a lie, a very convincing lie. And uh, it's pretty disturbing. Have a listen. But my father never gave up on me. He loved me. More than anything in the world, just like your father loves you. So he brought me here. My father prayed to the many-faced God. And I drank the water from his fountain. 
It healed me. I've devoted my life to him now. You don't want to hurt anymore. Drink. Wow. What I think is interesting about this um, mirroring, I don't know the name of that girl that I call the bitchy girl, but the mirrors between the two she stories. She has no name. Ah. Right. Oh, you're good. All See right. what I did there? Anyways, Jane Doe over there. It's when she tells a story, she's like, I was a girl, a daughter of a lord from Westeros, just like you. And Arya said the same thing. I was like you, and I had a father like yours. Right. Relating to the person. Yep. And then both of them end with them saying, now I pledge my life to these faceless gods because they helped me. Right. Which I just found interesting that the, there was like that mirror in the stories. Both of those stories have that same thing, piece to them. That's awesome. Yeah. I didn't really, I, that's something that kind of got by me. But it's interesting that you use the word mirror because that's the whole point of this, isn't it not? I'm good. Pretty cool. On fire tonight. Nice catch with the sub hosts. Got that net right underneath me. I got my coffee. I'm ready to go. Black coffee too. That's right. Always. And that's it. Jacum Hagar says, follow me. This is where we get the open door. We had really cool music. And we get the faceatorium. Yes, the faceatorium. And in the faceatorium is a girl ready to give up everything that makes a girl who she is. Jockham answers for her, doesn't he? He says no. Yes. Mm-hmm. But a girl is ready to become no one. She's not ready to become no one, but she's ready to become someone else. I love that because I think it's true. I think that Arya can never give up her identity as Arya Stark. And maybe you don't have to. Like maybe that's just, I don't know. It's interesting. Yeah, because it's it's interesting that she got access to the faceatorium despite not letting go of her identity yet. Mm-hmm. And then I wonder if maybe language of your identity isn't necessarily 100% a part of it. It's just finding a way to separate yourself from it. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, because like the whole time he's like, you are no one. If you want to be us, you have to be no one. You have to strip yourself of whatever. And maybe he just means... Becoming someone else because isn't that what they all do? Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's what they all, all, all these faceless people. Yes, they give up their identity, but in so much that they find a new one to imitate for whatever task they need to accomplish. Yeah. Yeah. It's hmm. interesting. It's really cool. Uh, yeah, it is very interesting. It's a very interesting place. I'm curious as to where her story goes. I still think she's going to run into Marin Trant. I hope she kills him. Since he's going to Bravos with Mace Tyrell. And that Ooh, would be a lovely, lovely first kill as a faceless assassin. Oh, for sure. Beautiful. It's got to happen. There, That's not by accident that he's going to Bravos and she's there. Mm. That is for sure. Mm. Could be glorious. Can't wait. Love when bad people die. Where would you like to go next, um, Jessica? Well, let's go to... Tyrion and Jorah. Awesome. Because they're next on my list. <laughs> All right, I'm in. in. Order. Let's do it. You're an awful traveling companion, Tyrion tells Jorah. And Jorah delivers what, in my opinion, is the greatest line that he's ever given because it's almost out of character where he's like, do you ever shut up? I know, I love it. Like it's he's so, so annoyed with him at this point because he's been yapping the whole time. Oh my God. I was surprised that we didn't get any, uh, no more, well, we just, he, he, he's looking at the spot on his wrist, right? It hasn't at really changed. Yeah. It's still about the same this size. This is going to be a season long, maybe into next season thing, we'll see. No, mm. probably not because he's going into those fighting pits and so. Yeah. Yeah. 
about that. And that's something I talked about last week. And I started to think back on it. Remember when I said, what if Jorah ends up in the fighting pits? Did you say that last week? Yeah. The reason I thought of that. Oh, the, my God. It's not because I'm a genius, actually. I started to, th- when I re-listened to the episode, because, you know, I like to self-critique myself. I'm like, who? I'm scared to listen to myself. And I was like, hmm. And then I realized that when they were previewing season five, they show Jorah like with a sword, with his hand. You're right. Do you remember yep, that? Yep. I, and, I know exactly what you're right? talking about. And I totally forgot about that. And it must have been in my subconscious. Yep. You're right. Because why would I make that assumption? Because I don't know any spoilers. I didn't read Googled ahead. Game of Thrones spoilers. TV no, show. I definitely didn't do that because I'm, uh, I'm not into that whole thing. And then for podcasts, they specifically. People are like, for me. Uh, okay. Dorks. So yeah, that, and then I thought back on that. As soon as, as soon as they ran into these slavers, I was like, oh shit, I see what's going on here. That's why that image was stuck in my head because they do show him with a sword in his hand. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in the season five preview, which mm-hmm. is uh, amazing. Yeah. When they do those previews, they do such quick cuts. You're like, oh, George got a sword. Who's he fighting? Yeah, it's like, it, you know? it goes into like your subconscious. It's like when you dream something, like. It's just these flashes that you kind of see and kind of don't see, but it's in your brain. It's like Inception kind of. Yeah, it's like Inception. They like incept you and like the preview. They incepted me hard. So hard I forgot, actually. Yeah, so hard that you made a prediction that wasn't even really a prediction. Yeah. Nice try, though. Tyrion opens up the the vulnerability uh, card. Talks about how he killed Tywin and how Shay was fucking her father and how he was- Her father? What? Fucking- His father. That's awkward. <laughs> Don't put it past Game of Thrones. Incest is running rampant in this place. Yeah. So what's Tyrion's angle here? Do you think, do you, where do you think Tyrion is mentally? I mean, he's being honest. He's making good points. I guess he's always been this way, hasn't he? Yeah. I think that there's, I think that Tyrion, one, he, he has no secrets. He doesn't realize that Jorah doesn't know what the situation is. And when he realizes Jorah doesn't, he's like, hey, this is what happened to me. And then he starts thinking back to his time he spent with, what's Jorah's dad's first name? J.R. J.R. Thank you. When he was with J.R. Mormon at the wall. And, you know, I think Tyrion had a little bit of fondness for him. And I think he had some fondness. I think Tyrion is fond of people. Me too. And respects people. For the most part, unless they're bastards. I think he respected Jorah's father. And I think you could tell that in the way he spoke about him. And I think you could tell it in his reaction the fact that Jordan realized his father was dead. Right. Tyrion is genuinely upset that he was the one to break the news. You can tell he's genuine. Tyrion's mm-hmm. a genuine person. Right. And if he's going to be with Jorah, he might as well right. buddy up with him, I guess. Absolutely. Especially if, if he thinks Jorah's going to bring him, turn Where him wants over. To go. Right. I mean, that's a, that's a problem. Uh, you know, I always think is Tyrion working an angle here. And I think that for the whole series, Tyrion has always been pretty genuine with people he thinks are on the level people that he thinks maybe have potential to be an ally of him. And, um, the most treachery we've ever seen him do is against Cersei, right? Against when they were having that battle, when he was the hand of the King and all that shit. Yes. And he, he has some treacherous things to Cersei, but it's not even just things that'll give him power because as we spoke of later in the episode, how kind Tyrion was to Sansa. Right. Yeah. That is brought back up. And I think that that's something that, Tyrion acts like he's an asshole, but he's not. He's that right. lovable, you know, sarcastic, like, bad boy that you know you can reform because he's not really a bad boy. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's that's the this role that it's, he falls into. It's funny when you think of the Lannisters, when you think of Tywin and how Cersei's trying to be like Tywin and Kevin and, and Jamie and Tyrion, 
and where they all kind of fall in mm-hmm. the how are they? You know, you got your you got your Joffreys and your Tywins and your Cerseys, and then you got your Jamies and your Tyrions, right? I think well, I think Tyrion's better than Jamie. I think Jamie has no. His I know. Faults. Uh, I think yeah, of course. But I think Jamie's also done a big turnaround. But what Jamie did to free his brother, I mean, yes, yeah, and that's what I think. Like I say, Jamie's done a big turnaround. I think in who he is as a person, shown by the fact that he freed Tyrion, despite the situation with Cersei that he was in at that time. Sure. But yeah, it's kind of awesome to watch Jorah and Tyrion speak. And that's something we've talked about in the since the beginning of the season is, is the idea of these intertwining storylines that are now colliding. And we get to see characters interact with each other who never have before. Yeah. Jorah and Tyrion's a good match. That's going well. They have good chemistry. And I like their um, discussion of, you know, him asking Tyrion if he believes in these religious things, that everything's for a greater purpose, and Tyrion's like, no. And Jorah says, neither did I until. I saw. And he tells right. him the story of, of Danny and the fire and the dragons. And I think that that's very meaningful to Jorah to be telling that story about, like, his religious beliefs and what he thinks about life in general. I mean, that's some serious yeah, conversation you know, to be having. Think about life in Westeros and think of how, how rough it is in... in and even if it's not a religious feeling so much as it is, a, it's something to believing. It's yeah. something I witnessed. It's something I saw something with my greater. own eyes. Something greater than us. Absolutely. But Tyrion's retort is clever, isn't it? He kind of plays out the perfect scenario for Jorah. All right. Let's assume your dreams come true. She's ecstatic when you bring her this enemy dwarf. She hacks off my head and restores your position. You command her armies, sail to Westeros, defeat all your enemies and watch her climb those steps and sit on the Iron Throne. Hurrah, long live the Queen. Then what? Then she rules. So a woman who has not spent a single day of her adult life in Westeros becomes the ruler of Westeros? That's justice? She's the rightful heir. Why? Because her father, who burned living men for amusement, was the king? This is what I like about Tyrion so much. He always has asked why, hasn't he? Yes. Remember those conversations with Jamie in the cell? Why? Why the Beatles? What do you mm-hmm. why do you want to? He doesn't take anything at face value. He doesn't ever do anything like, well, it's because it's the law. Yeah. He has right. no interest mm-hmm. in that. He has interest in what's right and what makes sense. Right. And it's it's cool to listen to him play out the perfect scenario. And what does that mean for you, you know? She yeah. does everything. She kills. She hacks my head off, rises. You see her rise to the Iron Throne and she takes a seat. Then what? And then George's like, well, then my contract is done. I can go into be in another film. <laughs> I could be in another movie, for Christ's sakes. <laughs> I been, thought they were going to kill me seasons ago. <laughs> I thought they were going to write me out. I'm happy to be this far, Tyrion. Yeah, right. So, yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking of. Like, that's what Tyrion has always done. He's always wanted to get to the whys behind the decisions that are made. And it's not a knock on Danny either. It's not like he really doesn't believe no. in Danny as a ruler because he's going here because somebody wh- whose opinion he values told him that Danny should be the ruler. He's going out there to maybe help Danny to be in her corner on her team. But he still is asking all these questions because they're legitimate questions to ask. And we've been asking similar questions. Does Danny know how to rule? Right. And he doesn't necessarily. Right. And the, the season has been asking that question. Yeah. When I say we, I mean, you know, the people who write the show and, right. and, Dean. and the audience and everybody and, and the characters have that's the, been the question is, does she know how to rule? And it's interesting that Tyrion has that instinct to know that without having seen what we've seen. Mm-hmm. I like that. That's awesome. Yeah. 
like it too. And he's right. We we don't know. I mean, we know she's struggling. She's making progress. She's making strides. But I think Tyrion's motivated by a little bit of fear. I mean, what a, you know, he doesn't know Danny Targaryen. Mm-hmm. He does know what he did say about the Targaryens is they're fucking they're crazy. They're that is they're true. out of their minds. And I don't know how they're going to react to me. It's a real gamble. Just like he said in the boat, there's an equal chance that they kill you and pardon me. But he knows that that still means there's an equal chance they kill him and pardon Jorah. Mm-hmm. So he's like, fuck, I don't know. I don't want to be caught in this situation. I don't yeah. want to be a flip of a coin to live or die. Yeah. And when the slavers show up and they grab these guys mm-hmm. and they're going to kill him, it's like very seldomly. Do you see in something where somebody's like, kill him? Does somebody react realistically? And yes. He freaks the fuck out. I wanted to say that. I'm like, Tyrion's reaction of them saying they're going to kill him, of of fear and begging for his life. Absolutely. I was like, that, that, I would like just piss myself and be like, kill me quick. Like, but like Tyrion was like, it was so realistic. Right. Absolutely. It wasn't like, it wasn't like, fuck your mothers. Right. He didn't say, what's that thing that they say? All men must die. Valamor Gullis. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't. Yeah. He he was like, wait, 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 wait. And he's yeah, always yeah, exactly. done it. He's always talked himself out of it. You know, when he got caught before, he's he's walked, gotten out of it. Mm-hmm. He's been in prisons. He's had Braun fight for him once. He's escaped prison once. He almost got thrown out the fucking moon door. I mean, the guy yeah. gets, his, his mouth has kept him, his mouth and his brain yes. have kept him alive. And his name, of course, Lannister doesn't hurt mm-hmm. for so long. Well, sometimes it hurts. <laughs> Right. That must have been the final ditch effort. I mean, if if they start putting pressure on that knife, you're like, I'm Tyrion Lannister. There's a reward for me. Yeah. I yeah. mean, that's what I, it comes down to. I actually thought that that's what he was going to eventually say. Right. It's like, hey, there's a bounty out for my head. Just take me back to King's Landing, thinking he could get away between here and there. But um, but no, it's hilarity no. is what happens. They're saying dwarf cocks are good luck. And they're making they're a joke. They're cock merchants. They're cock merchants. I don't which, think it's a joke. I think they're legit cock merchants out there. How does that work? They take the dwarf penis and they put it on their keychain like a rabbit's foot and they rub it for good luck. Hmm. <laughs> what are the chances I could convince people that my penis while attached to my body is good luck and they could just rub it for good luck? Would that work? That is very inappropriate. And No. Damn. Well, can't blame a guy for trying. Yes, right? no. <laughs> Jesus Christ. But anyway, I like how the assumption is this is he's got a dwarf sized cock. He's like, guess again. I love the way he says it too. He's like, guess again. Awesome. I, I, I don't know. It's just so funny. Like, I love Darian. He's so funny. So great. But Jorah's getting beat on a little bit. And then that's when they talk about Jorah and his battle prowess. Yes, Do they because not? the fighting pits are open in Slaver's Bay. You don't fucking say. I have never heard of those fighting pits. Yeah, don't get it. Oh, my it's God. It's like, Jesus it's Christ. Okay. But, you know, Tyrion certainly don't know what's going on with those fighting pits. Jorah thought those fighting pits were closed forever. He sure did. But no, that is not the truth. They are open, and Jorah Mormont is going to fight in those things. And Tyrion like knows. Club. Listen, these guys want money. They're slavers. Money is what they want. Mm-hmm. So how do I get them to... How? What's the quickest way I can think to get them money? Bam. He talks about how Jorah can fight. Yes. Now, in the interest of educating the good listeners of the world, I grabbed a tournament sheet from the internet. And this was a tourney that was held in Balon Greyjoy's defeat. Oh, my God. So when Balon Greyjoy rebelled and Ned squashed him and took Theon, there was a, to- there was a tournament that happened. And it was at Lannisport. And during that tournament, the champion was Jorah fucking Mormont. Of course he was. He won. 
He defeated the following. Some of these names may not make any sense. Some may. He defeated Jason Malister, Jan Royce, Ryman Frey, Hostine Frey. So he beat a couple of Freys down, which is always good. good. Lord Went, Lyle Craighall, Boris Blount. And then in the final tilt, he defeated none other than Jamie Lannister. That's what Tyrion said. He he did. Jamie Lannister. He did. And here's how he did it. Because Robert Baratheon, who was king at the time, was overseeing it. There was nine broken lances. And then Robert just awarded Jorah the victory. So he never technically unseated Jamie, I guess. But the lances broke so many times. And I guess based on his performance throughout, he was awarded champion of that So I had like an asterisk. It was like he did steroids. Kind of like an asterisk, yeah. Kind of like steroids. Kind of like Mark McGuire. Kind of like a little PED action. Champion the Hall of Fame. Sorry, Jorah. Yeah. Corked bat. What are you going to do? So that was that. So yeah, I just figured I'd give you guys a little bit of a, a little bit of a rundown on Sir Jorah's prowess in battle. He's a badass. He is a badass, and he's heading off to the fighting pits. And uh, uh, hopefully, Tyrion can convince them that they he needs to stay alive. What if he has to fight Dario in the fighting pits? He's in trouble. Oh my god! Pushing sixty. He'll be like, for the love of Danny. Pushing sixty. Dario's not going to fight in those pits. No, he likes it, he said. Uh, he get bored one did day. Did he say he liked it? Yeah, he was like, I was awesome at it. Yeah, when was he was good at yeah, it. I don't know, we'll see about that. He said the first rule about the fighting pits. So you don't talk about the fighting pits. Yeah. Unless it's Game of Thrones, then you talk about it every single episode. <laughs> oh, shit. Where to? King's Landing or Dorne? Let's go to Dorne first and save the two biggies for last. You want to go to Dorne first? Certainly. Let us herald the arrival at Dorne with a little bit of this. The Dornishman's blade, it was made of black steel, and its kiss was a terrible thing. All right. As if we didn't like Braun already. All right, now the fucking sings. Amazing. Unbelievable. So... Marcella and her apparently husband-to-be, uh, Tristan. By the way, Tristan, I feel like horny as fuck. Can't wait to get into Marcella's little pants. I know. I Marcella loves her Dornish BF, and he loves her back. He is like, let's get married because I can't contain my adolescent boner. Well, she's wearing a pretty, I mean, a pretty sexy outfit, and she's pretty good looking. So I um, can't really go with sexy mm-hmm. here. Definitely a little young for uh, my taste. But anyway. She's cute though, Marcella. Like, yeah. She's a cute little girl. Yeah, of course. Whatever. She's a Lannister. Crowns of gold. I wonder if she's like Joffrey or like Tommen. Mm. She seems kind of sweet and innocent, but I don't know. This marriage seems like a good idea, doesn't it? Uh, if I'm a Lannister. It seems like a fabulous idea, especially since Marcella kind of likes this dude. Especially since Cersei's starting wars, by the way. We'll get to her. Yeah, we but, will. But honestly, I mean, you need to... Jesus. I think Marcella marrying this guy is a freaking phenomenal idea. And they're idiots to not do it. Like, they're stupid. They're thinking totally. Well, they don't know. These other people don't know what's going on here. But Prince Doran is saying, hmm, you know, he's overseeing it with Hota. I know they haven't named him yet, but that's his name. Yeah, I know. I ask Dean every time it shows them. Prince Doran asks him if he still knows how to fight. He assures him he does. I think that's some... Pretty overt foreshadowing, no? Uh, yeah. Uh, who's he going to fight? I don't know. I guess Probably we'll find Jamie out. Jamie or Braun and kill him. I don't know. We'll find out. So I like the scene. They kind of sneak in. It's tense. It's awesome. We get a little pre-battle prayer from fucking the Sand Snakes. 
Yeah, and then Alari is like, okay, bye, girls. I'll wait right here. You go do my dirty work. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. Get out there, bitch. She's like, I chop my hair short, but not because I'm a warrior. Yeah, I'll just wait here. <laughs> it's on you, girls. <laughs> and then uh, I like how Marcel's like, Uncle Jamie? I know, what are you doing What here? fucking hell are you doing here? And the guy's like, hello. And Jamie like shakes his hand with his other hand. <laughs> yeah. It's like... <laughs> Wait, we didn't know you were coming. And, and then, of course, Braun's like, don't do something stupid. And then, of course, he has to punch the kid in the face. <laughs> Poor kid. He was looking at all the blood on their clothes, like yeah, noticing that yeah, they had that, that blood. Like, and and then the sand snakes attack. I am all but Whips and fucking spears and shit. That's basically how it went. Yeah, that's what I wrote. <laughs> Crazy kind of fight with whips and knives and spears. That's what it sounds like when they fight every time. Those whips must be so painful when they hit you and like grab you and then you're trapped. Yeah. That must hurt. Just well, saying. Fucking Indiana Jones uses that shit. Yeah, I know. Man, well, it probably hurts. Hota breaks that shit up with a quickness. Yeah, he's like, um, all of you suck. This Basically. Is over. And then what's this fucking kind of bitch move where he does a little, I didn't like this, a little twirl axe to Jamie's neck after the fight? Because Jamie hadn't put his weapon down. Oh, bitch, please. No, he told everybody to drop their weapons and Jamie didn't. <sighs> That's why he did that. As he was trying to show that he was more powerful. And he said, hey, maybe it would have been a fair fight back when you were whole, but not yeah. anymore. Guess rumor travels far. Yeah, I think Jamie Lannister's pretty recognizable yeah, in the world. I they probably so have too. his picture up like most wanted. Do Which... not allow in Dorn. <laughs> <laughs> Shoot on sight a picture Just of saying. Cersei. Yeah. <laughs> Let Alaria have season. her. <laughs> oh, God. Now, let me... So, can I just go back to um, Tyrion for a minute? I guess. Do you not think Jorah knew that Tywin was dead, or do you don't think he got word of something so big? I don't know. Speaking he was really on the other side right? of the world, and who knows what he was doing and what he's been up to. I feel like he probably wasn't in places where he got news. I feel like he was probably, like, hiding in alleyways and, like, thinking about what to do and, like, drawing pictures of Danny like, on walls and probably. stuff. Probably. Do you think know. this looks like a... Yeah, I feel He like shows that's... Tyrion at camp later, outside of a fishing village they never found. Take a look at this drawing. Tyrion's here. like, uh, okay. I think I've got the curves of her face. I want to pray to her. <laughs> Do you think we'll ever marry? Pushing 60? Yeah, Probably like the way not. He says that. And Tyrion's like, yeah, he's a little old. <laughs> a little, little long, long in, in the, the tooth. tooth. Yeah, right on. <laughs> anyway, Hoja breaks up that fight. He's got his little axe. And then, of course, uh, Braun gets a little digging by saying you fight pretty good for a little girl. You know, that's a, exactly the type of thing that Braun would say, too. He totally would, just to be a dick. I know, exactly. And um, then uh, dumb, dumb Alaria gets arrested, right? Basically, they go grab her. Alaria's an idiot. For Listen, I loved Alaria last season, and I thought I was going to love her this season, but she's already annoyed me multiple times in this episode. One, when she sends everybody else to fight while she just hangs out. Two, she just freaking hangs out in the middle of some rando place and allows herself to be surrounded by guards. And she stands there like, oh, oh my God, they got me. They got me. Yeah, you're just standing in the middle of Dorne while you send a bunch of chicks to kill somebody. Like, go hide or something or help them kill people. Jesus. I cannot be blamed for my crazy sun snake What daughters. were they going to do when they kidnapped Marcella? Where were they going to take her? To the place where Alaria was where the guards found her in three seconds? Yeah. This seems like a bad plan. I think I'm just going to throw her on a raft and... Get the fuck out of there. I don't know what they were going to do. Me neither, but I don't think his plan was thought out very Terrible well. plan. Terrible plan. Everybody get arrested. Bad plan. Don't love that storyline. Just going to be honest with you. Me neither. Don't love it. Don't love Alaria turned evil, going to chop up a princess thing. I wanted to like it, but I don't. I wanted to like it too, but I don't love it. But I do like the Sand Snakes. I do like Alaria. I just want her to do different things. I don't like know. Like grow her hair back out? Well, yeah, you know, because <laughs> girls with short hair look like boys. 
I know. I've heard that rumor all the time. <laughs> I'm just warming up for my Ramsey. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. So they get grabbed. They get captured. So I'm looking forward to them talking to uh, Prince Doran next time. Yeah, I like um, Jamie, Prince Doran, Braun. That'll be cute. To be honest with you, them being captured might be the best thing that happened versus gallivanting around, fighting, oh, yeah, and I probably agree. getting killed. I don't see Doran executing anyone. Do you? No, but I see him like calling Cersei like on his Raven phone and being like, what <laughs> the fuck? How does that phone call go? Ring, ring, ring. Uh, Cersei? It's Prince Doran? Remember yes. you killed my brother? Is this the whole from High Garden prank calling me again? Remember when you killed my brother and then sent your brother to where I live? <laughs> right. This seems like there's only one thing to do here. Yikes. Hello? Like, Hota, you can compete against Jamie in trial by combat for no reason. And Hota's like, okay. That's not a fair fight. Cool. Is, is it always a fair fight? There are no fair fights. Um, you like that? Sure. That's some deep wisdom. If you say so. Yeah. So, I don't know. Doran, it's a mess. It's a, it's, a, it's a crazy, awful thing going on here, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, Doran. All right. I'm, I'm not too worried about it. So, let us travel now to a, a hotbed of political intrigue. A hotbed of political intrigue with King's Landing. And you got your wish, subhosts. Woohoo! And that is Littlefinger traveled very far, very quickly. We won't Thank ask God. how. <laughs> uh, an airplane, obviously. <laughs> On the backs obviously. of griffins, like some Harry Potter <laughs> shit. <laughs> I could see him riding a griffin. So could I, and it's amazing. And Lancel comes to say hello in his almightiness. Yeah, Littlefinger's like, okay, weirdo. Yeah. The city has changed since you've been here, Lord Baelish. He's such a, I wish he would have gotten punched in the They're face. They're sickening. The Faith Militant, High Sparrow, he can go fuck himself. We'll yeah, get to him. I, I was being nice them. to him, too, and that was my mistake. That's what I get for being trusting. Yeah, that is what you get for being trusting. Mm. Shame on you. We both peddle panis. We both peddle fantasies, Lancel. Mine just happened to be entertaining. I love, Fucking I love awesome. That, I like that he's not intimidated at all by this like group of no. Faith Militants around him, and he's like, yeah, okay. Because he knows what to say. He's like, shall I tell the queen I'm going to be late? Yeah, yeah, Because that's exactly. who I'm here to see, fucker. Right. Yeah, exactly. The queen mother. Queen rather. mother. Yeah. The actual queen that I don't care about, as we've learned today. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> so we have a nice meeting between Littlefinger and Cersei, and I've got a couple of sound clips from it, but let's start with this one. Do you think it's wise, Your Grace, arresting the heir to Highgarden? The Faith arrested the heir to Highgarden. Of course. And the Faith were armed on your orders. The King's orders. <laughs> <laughs> Cersei is such a liar. It makes me sick. The best part of that clip was me watching you react to Cersei. Because she's such a... I can't stand it because she's such a liar and she's so self-righteous when she talks and I really want to punch her in the face. But that's what we say. That's something she's consistently done throughout the entire season. She's been able to put forth things that are hard to deny as truths, even though everyone knows it's bullshit. There's no real evidence to prove otherwise. Because she goes on by saying, how do you think I feel? I was promised to him. Like, as yeah. if she fucking cares. As if she was like, couldn't wait <laughs> right? to marry that dude. Yeah, come on. Uh, Sick of banging my brother. I'm ready to move on. <laughs> yeah. Bang somebody else's brother. Yeah, what the fuck? So this is a pretty crazy thing. Tell me what your take on this Littlefinger Cersei talk is. Oh, Cersei, excuse me. I love this because I think we've talked a lot about like what is Littlefinger's ultimate what plan. What is he up to? And I feel like he pretty much laid it out here, except that I don't believe a lot of the things that he said. I don't believe that his 
he would send his knights to fight for King's Landing. The Knights of the Vale. They're trained to fight in the ice and snow. And I No, but not even that, where she says, would you fight for King's Landing, if the throne, if need be? And he's like, yeah, yeah, but the way he says it... That's Thanos and Roos battle. Let the enemies of the throne slaughter each other, and when they're done, seize Winterfell from whichever thief survives. And if you succeed? Name me Warden of the North. Ooh. This is interesting, because... It makes a lot of sense because like you were saying, you're like, so is Littlefinger like going to be loyal to Stannis? Like, I don't understand. Right. And I don't think he's loyal to anybody but Littlefinger. And this proves exactly what his plan is. I think he's loyal to the victor. Yeah. In whatever, in whatever way he can tip that balance. I mean, he held a knife to Ned's throat because he saw the way that was going. Mm-hmm. And that was probably a good survival move by him, as much as I hate him for it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. He knew that Ned wasn't going to win that fucking thing. He was surrounded by enemies in King's Landing. Mm-hmm. Winterfell's a thousand miles away, like Cersei says. What was he going to do? Yeah. And he's doing it again. You know, he's, he's, you know, he's going to... But here's the difference, and this is what you, you've been saying, that you think Sansek may be his downfall. Perhaps, but I still think Sansa's well-being is at the forefront of what he wants to accomplish. Oh, I agree. Or at least a close second to his own survival. I agree. And I think I think it's so clear in the way he sells out Sansa to Cersei. Right. But that's only so that Cersei will want to take over Winterfell and to be mad at the Boltons. Right. So that's why he tells that story. And mind you, look how he tells the story. Oh, I just discovered her in Winterfell. Ooh, whoopsies, there she was. Um... And when she says, like, she'll believe his loyalty when she has Sansa's head on a spike. And he's like, yep, you know, my loyalty is always to the crown or whatever he says. He does say that. He has a way of saying things without actually, like, being like, yeah, I'm going to do that. I'll bring you her head. Right. Instead, he just says, well, you know where my loyalties lie. Right. Like, he's just, he's he's dancing around the issue. He's never going to bring anybody Sansa's head. No. Ever. No. But. And he's never going to fight. For King's Landing against somebody else. Right. And the other important thing that he does in this scene with Cersei, he knows her very well. He knows how she is and he knows how to manage her. And he is very aware that revealing that Sansa's in the north with the Boltons is a truth that is revealed that gives, it's not actionable. Mm-hmm. Meaning it doesn't jeopardize Sansa for that yeah, information to be out there. Sansa, yeah. And if Cersei would stop and think for a minute that that information doesn't suit her at this moment, she might start to put two and two together. Like, so this young girl who potentially was behind Joffrey's death, even though I don't even know if Cersei 100% believes that, but she might, was whisked away, escaped to Winterfell, and had the wherewithal to be promise, promised to Ramsay Bolton, who's recently been legitimized. How did she make this happen? And where have you been, sir? Yeah. Right? Exactly. She's just so hell-bent on getting rid of Sansa at this point that she's not even listening listening clearly. And if she would stop to think for a minute, she might be able to start to ask the right questions of Littlefinger, but she can't because he betrays that information to her. And the reality is, is, and that's what really good, like, you know, if you watch spy movies or counterintelligence movies, the the, the the, the truth that you offer, although seemingly... Like the audience's reaction, and we've got some of this on Facebook, was like, how dare he? Wow. He outed Sansa. But think no, about it. No, people. That information does not hurt Sansa. This it doesn't is, matter if Cersei knows or not. All this does is help the situation because all this does is now they have turned on the Boltons, King's Landing. Now there's no alliances anywhere. There was Stannis who hated the Boltons, King's Landing who hated Stannis. 
the Boltons who are just like, whatever, we're douchebags. Now Stannis hates the Boltons. The Lannisters hate the Boltons. It, it, it's like. But the Boltons still are loyal to the crown, I think. Because they have to they be. are. No, no, they're exactly. not 100%. Yeah. But my point is, is this. They they know Stannis is coming and where are their allies. They can't rule the North. The North is rebelling against them. They need the people in the South. But just like Littlefinger said, they haven't, the Lannisters haven't sent their troops to Winterfell in a thousand years. They're not going to do it to protect the North. So Littlefinger yes. does a good job of convincing them that they are all alone in the North. And that was part of what he did, part of what his plan was. And... Once, not to mention, when Littlefinger gave Cersei that information, he knew that by the time Cersei could even make a, any kind of move, that she was married. Once Sansa is married to Ramsay, there's no way, at least I don't think there is, that... Because what's stopping Cersei from saying, King Tommen, send a raven to Winterfell, demand that they give Sansa to us. She's a war criminal. She killed our brother. Mm-hmm. She needs to... St- or she killed my son. She needs to stand trial. Like, what's to stop the crown from making that move since they have the authority and since the Boltons are supposedly in bed with them since the Red Wedding, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. What's to stop them from doing that? And I've, I've thought about that. And it's the marriage. That's what stops yeah, them. that yes. must be it. That must be it. Because... Because then now... Because, yes, marriage... Although Roose Bolton's the kind of guy who strikes me as... Like, I, that concern... Like, that would be a concern to me, though. Like, do you know what I'm saying? That they would just send Sansa back over? Yeah, because what if what if Cersei says, Stannis is marching on your place, send me Sansa, or you're not getting any help? I mean, if she was... I don't think she would do that. No. And I also think that, I think Cersei knowing how Sansa's going to be married to a Bolton because of their alliance with the Boltons, she knows she can't just say, send her to me. I'm trying her for right. crimes. If Sansa was in King's Landing, show the Faith Militant arrest them, and she would do it that way. Right. She'd pull her hands Marjorie clean. Terrell. Yeah, keep her hands um, clean. With Sansa. Right. But she can't do that because Sansa's out in Winterfell. Right, right. Yeah. It's just part of this unspoken alliance. And the reason I think, that, like, the reason I, the reason that entered my mind was because I think the Boltons, the Boltons don't strike me as people who would be overly worried about tradition of the tradition of marriage if it meant their survival. I think they'd give Sansa up. Oh, they would. But the thing is, is I don't think Cersei would ask for her because it's just... It's too... It's, it's, bad it's political it's suicide. Yeah, it's kind of political suicide. It's, it's too obvious in what she's doing. There's a million other Cersei things. Yeah, absolutely. She's, she'd rather have a dagger Even in the dark. Yeah. yeah, a dagger in the dark would probably be more for that situation. But I did think about that because I was like, can't... Is the, is the intelligence that, that Littlefinger offers Cersei, is it actionable? Not really. It just stirs the pot a little. Yeah, I don't think so. I yeah. really don't. Like, I don't think that puts Sansa in any more danger than she's ever been in. At right. This point. Right. But Littlefinger's making some slick moves, I think. And like I said, name me Warden of the North. What does that mean? Once the Boltons are dead, he marries Sansa. Uh, I mean, is that yeah. ultimately what's going to happen? Of course it is. Or what he wants to happen? Of course. Which would go against you saying Sansa's going to be his undoing. That's a, just because he's going to marry her and become Warden of the North doesn't mean she's not going to be his undoing. Yeah, I don't know. But do you think, do you see it playing out that way? Ah, hold that for later. We'll get to some predictions at the end. I don't know if I can even think that far ahead. I think that's a long way down the road. <laughs> that's true. I think that's season, what season are we in? Five now? Yeah, there's only two more. I think that's more. season six territory. Yeah, there's, I think the Battle of Winterfell might be episode nine, like you said, big battles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then the Vale's battle at Winterfell is going to be a whole different battle. You think they're going to do battle? But that's what he said, is he said after whoever wins the Battle of Winterfell, he'll take the Knights of the Vale and he'll take it from them while they're still licking their wounds. Right. So I don't think we're going to see both those battles this season. Yeah. I think we're going to get one, episode nine, hmm. as that's how we do. Maybe maybe that's what we'll get. Maybe we'll get Stannis defeating the Boltons, Stannis hurting, the Knights of the Vale attack, and then Jon Snow shows up and, and helps. I don't know. Who the fuck knows? 
Who I don't knows? know either. I don't know. I think the only person that knows mm. is Benioff and Weiss. I think so too. And maybe George R. R. Martin. What do you think of a Jon Snow, Daenerys uh, Targaryen, like combined friendly force at the end, at the very end? That'd be my dream if they like got married or something. Yeah, and they yeah, were like I'm sitting really on top that. of the world. Song of Ice It'd and Fire for sure. Song of Ice and Fire for sure. I just picture their weddings, like the dragons and like the background. So Fucking so weddings awesome. in this show, huh? Not a not a good one. Not a good one. You're getting way ahead of yourself. Yeah, You're still in King's Landing. I'm just saying. All right. There are very few weddings that have good outcomes. That's true. Most involve death. Right. Some involve other awful things. And we'll get to that. But before King's Landing, you can smell the shit five miles away, apparently. Grandma Tyrell is back. She is back. I love that lady. And she seemed a lot less formidable today, did she not? No, she was sassy. Mm, sassy, but still out of her element. You don't just ride into where Cersei has her grip on everything in this faith militant and your uh, grandson in prison and just spring everybody because that doesn't go. It doesn't go as planned for Elena and Marjorie, does it? Oh, no. It goes pretty terribly for everybody involved. But I do like I do like how Elena is so blunt. She's like, this is absurd. This incarceration, you know, it is in Cersei. Elena says that and Cersei just deflects again. Yeah. Again. Not lying, really. No. Not but, on paper, mm-hmm. but you know she is really lying, you know? I like that Elena, like, flat out says, like, I'll end this alliance between our families. And Cersei's like, oh, this veiled threat. And she's like, there's nothing veiled about right. it. Like, I'm threatened. Do you not you know? need gold, wheat, and troops? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That lady means business. I, I wonder, love her. I wonder if Elena's going to find out that Mace isn't even there. He's been sent away with a fucking horrible piece of shit. I think she knows at this point that that's happened. Hmm, maybe. Because she's probably like, hey, where's my son? Hmm. He's not here either. Like, she comes into town. She's like, oh, she like, doesn't need to ask about, like, freaking Mace Tyrell. I mean, he's kind of a weirdo. Maybe she was like, don't tell Mace I'm here. Yeah, like, he's blustered news. somewhere. Great news, Grandma. He's running a King Richard's Fair somewhere, I guess. <laughs> Doing like a Shakespearean play. Yeah. To be or not to be. That is the question. Oh, my God. So the Septon holds an inquest, doesn't he? Yes. Yeah. Well, Jesus Christ. That inquest starts to get ugly pretty quick. Before I talk about how ugly it is, I just want to make mention to something that has nothing to do with the plot of the show. I have a feeling. Can I guess? Loris Tyrell is hot as shit. Oh my God, seriously. And I thought he was super handsome when he was like clean shaven and like kind of pretty. But now that he's scruffy and a little dirty, he's like moving up to number one on my list of like the hottest Game of Thrones man. That's pretty Love good. Love him. Yeah, he's pretty so handsome. Good looking. Kind of looks, kind of got that good. like Errol Flynn wispy hair, kind of light facial hair thing going on. Yeah. Looks so I'm just picturing my head right now. And I'm like, man, he look good. He's a dashing rogue, as he's, they say. He's really handsome. He is. And I just, I wanted to objectify him for a second. And You're more than welcome talk about to. How good looking I think he is. Hate to break it to you. Never going to happen between you two. Damn it. A, you're just a common no. wench. B, he likes men. <sighs> Sorry. <laughs> so sad. So I sad. used to think Renly was so good looking too. It's like the best looking couple on Game of Thrones. Well, Oberyn's not too happy with you because he knows how sexy he was. Oh, yeah. I loved Oberyn too, but it's different. Yeah. Well, <laughs> all right. Continue. Um. Oh, that was all of them. I talk about how Loras is hot and how I finally learned how to spell his name right today. Good job, Jessica. Yeah, it's tough. L-O-R-A-S. I was spelling it like, you know, how you spell like Laura anyways. So I've been spelling it wrong for a long time. Hmm. I see. <laughs> They go through this question and they bring in, I think Oliver is his name. Didn't we try to figure this out before? Yeah, his name is Oliver. But first they question Loris, who's like, I'm not guilty. What Renly's my friend, dude. I can't have friends. 
First of all, can we just talk about how this whole trial is abhorrent? Like he's on trial for his his sexual proclivity. It's disgusting. Um, I don't. I don't. I understand why the show is doing this and that they're trying to point out an issue. This is another thing that people are in an uproar about. And I don't have any complaints about the fact that they're taking this plot twist where they're saying like the the religions are going to go against this. I do agree with the people who say like Loris used to be a much more three dimensional character and he's become less and less and less. Like it used to be, he was this great fighter. He did these things. He fought for Renly and now it's kind of just, Oh, he's the gay guy. You know, it's unfortunate that they, that we don't get more of his prowess and battle because he's probably one of the best fighters remaining in the show. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I, I agree with that complaint that people have that I think they have not done his character justice recently and it's true every time you see him he's they know but in bed with some dude yeah f- true you, can, you know maybe they're just trying to say it's okay i think that the complaint is and this is what i'll agree with is that he can be this great fighter this heir to high garden who's gay or he can be a gay guy who's also these other things and and it shouldn't like the focus like he's a gay man and there's these other things but we're not going to deal with those as opposed to he's all these things and also a gay man right and in earlier in the show it wasn't that this way I feel like it has increasingly been less characterization of him. Because I feel like when Renly was around, when he was fighting, when you saw him do battles, you know, in the first season, second season, maybe mm-hmm. two, that was one thing. And I feel like we lost a lot of that stuff it's with him lately. Maybe just because of the nature of the antagonist of King's Landing, which is, yeah. it is an issue. So therefore it has becoming an issue. Like, I don't, I don't know if they're trying to, to, I don't know if they're trying to make any kind of statements here. I think they're just saying, these religious fanatics are fucking dangerous. Yeah. And this is what they're targeting. And I'm fine with that. Yeah. I just wish that we saw more of Loras other than I agree. I'm just a gay guy. Yeah, I don't I don't think yeah. I don't think there I don't think there's any type of I don't think his sexual orientation has anything to do with the way they're writing it, other than these guys are fucking savages. These these fucking faith militant are savages. They have this rigid religious code. Uh, and that's what they're targeting. That's what they're going after him for, you know? Yeah, no, and I agree with that. But what I'm saying is that I think that all we see of Loris lately is his sexual orientation and nothing else about him. Right. And I wish that we saw more about him. And I and I agree with that complaint. But I don't... The people who are like, oh, they should be more gay-friendly and, like, supposedly, like they were saying in the books, like, their religion is more like ancient Greece where it's okay if you men have sex with men like it doesn't matter it doesn't matter they chose to like take this plot line they're following it they're following through with it and if that's what they're going to do that's what they're going to do right i, I don't think care. they're I don't, yeah i don't think they're being anti-gay in any no way, no i don't i actually think they're being pro-gay and they're trying to like you know i i, I definitely don't think they're being anti-gay in the they show they definitely are and in de- in in people watching at least anybody i would associate with when they observe the way Loris is being treated, they're all like, this is fucked up. I agree with all of that. Yeah. All I'm saying is, I no, just No, I got you. I, I got what you're saying. I agree with the In complaint. other words, what you're saying is, is that Loris, Loris, Loris's storyline is kind of going by the wayside and just... Yes, yeah. he's become increasingly more and more one-dimensional since they decided to go with this plot line. I agree. I think they could still do this plot line while at the same time showing us the Loras they showed us in the first couple of seasons. I completely agree with you, and I don't think it That's has anything to do with him being gay. No, I, I don't either. I know you don't. But I, I'm just making it clear for people listening that I think he is, I definitely think Loras's character arc has been shrunken down yes. to something very simple. That's what I'm trying to say. fucking sucks because he's awesome. And I totally agree with that. 
And that's my complaint. Yeah. I don't have, I'm not saying the show is being homophobic. No, I don't I know think that's not. the case at all. I'm just saying that they, they could still do this plot line and still give us a little bit more. Yeah. I know it's tough with an ensemble show, sure. but people are going to complain when you have, you know, but here's the reality. Gay character. People are going to complain no matter what. No, I know every episode, every season, the whole, it, we're part of the whole, like I'm offended culture and it's fucking sickening. Like everybody. Oh, I know. Everybody's going to complain about everything, no matter what, you know? Oh, I know. But Loris is a sick, a sick ass character. And it'd be cool to see him do some badass shit. Like, remember we saw him defeat the mountain back yes. in the day? Like, and that's what I'm he's saying. He's got cool shit going like, on. Like, I, I miss. And I think we're going to get our payday. I think I we're going to so. get our payday with him. I hope they don't just kill him in jail because then I'll be really nah, fucking pissed. I don't think pissed. so. I'm, I'm, that will piss me off. I'm confident that Loris is going to do something pretty badass. I hope so. I'm, I'm waiting for it. I have high hopes for Loris and I hope that they don't let me down. Well, they move from Loris pretty quickly to Marjorie. Yeah, it's crazy. Can I just say something? Marjorie, after having kind of a formidable moment with Cersei, has really kind of entered her turtle shell, and she needs to just stop. As soon as they, as soon as, as soon as the High Sparrow is like, "Oh, we're gonna, we're gonna question you," she says, "I don't recognize your authority. I demand." that we're done with this. You were a shoeless beggar five minutes ago and you're going to question me. That's what she says. <laughs> she should say all of these things. She should say we're that. done with this Kingsguard. We're leaving. We're the, we're fucking royalty. This is bullshit. She should have put it, her foot down hard right there. She should have put her foot down when they were originally arrested and said, you gave these people power, take it away. Yeah. Tom and I'm serious. If Tommen put this faith militant in place, then Tommen can say this has gotten out of control. Enough is enough. And what's the worst thing that happens? The freaking Kingsguard has to fight these idiots. Right. Guess who's going to win? The Kingsguard. Come on. The Kingsguard would have slayed all those fucking guys. And they fucking know it. Like, Tommen. Although there was only two of them in there, I think. In that room? And there was like four faith militants. So that's tough numbers. But still. That's in one situation. But I'm saying prior to this. It never should have came to this. No, I know. But it is here now. So in my opinion, she should have put her fucking foot down and said, I'm leaving this. You know what it reminds me of? There's a um, there's a really good Battlestar Galactica reimagined episode where this uh, this sergeant at arms gets power to question everyone on the crew. She gets full latitude, full control. Next thing you know, she has the commander of the ship sitting in the chair and she's questioning him. And he goes, we're done. He stands up. The Marines go to stop him. And he goes, what are you going to do? And they fucking step aside. And he's like, shut this down. That's exactly what she should have done here. Yes. You know what I'm saying? These people, at the end of the day, the faith militant, no matter what they say about, oh, we can question a king or a queen, they don't have any say over what the king and queen fucking do. They're the king and queen. Right. It's a monarchy. They're in charge. Everybody else is underneath them. Nobody is above them. They rule all. Not to mention, are the sparrows the legitimate fucking theological force in the kingdom? The fuck knows. You know what I'm saying? Like Ridiculous I, yeah, and yeah, it's fucking crazy. She, sh- Marjorie, should have put a stop to this right there, but she didn't. And then, of course, you get this. Let us pass. The faith is satisfied. There is enough evidence to bring a formal trial for Sir Loras and Queen Marjorie. What? This was probably the coolest, one of the coolest twists that's happened in the show since a major death. I was like, holy shit. When I was watching it, this mm-hmm. part blew me away. I had no idea that Marjorie was going to get arrested. I thought for sure, okay, Loris is going to get arrested here. And then when they said they were going to lo- arrest her because lying under a fucking, you know, super religious God trial is, is terrible and blah, blah, blah. 
I was like, what? They're going to arrest? And when Tommen puts his hand up to stop the Kingsguard, it's a very distinct image of him. They shoot, it's a shot from him from behind. He puts his hand up because the Kingsguard go for their swords and the Faith Militant kind of get jumpy. And Tommen puts his hand up because he's afraid of violence. Apparently, King dude, who the fuck's loins did that kid come from? Are they sure? I don't know. He's for sure not Robert's kid. Uh, no. <laughs> he? How is he Jamie or Cersei's kid? Maybe. Maybe there's a little mix Lance up at the Lannister's kid. Maybe there's a little mix up at the old uh, King's Landing uh, nursery. Oh my god! Shit. This is just interesting to me because I knew when they were questioning Marjorie and she was lying. He's going to come back. Yes. And, yeah. and you knew that Cersei knew exact everything that was going to happen. She knew Marjorie was going to get called to stand. She knew Marjorie was going to lie. She knew then they were going to bring in Oliver. She knew that Oliver had something that was pretty much proof, which it's not. I could say anybody has a birthmark anywhere that I could have seen at any time because he runs a brothel and maybe Loris was in the brothel having sex with a woman, for Christ's sake. Who the hell knows? But anyway. Mm-hmm. And then... After that, Cer- Cersei knew exactly how everything was going to happen. Right. And it makes me want to punch her. <laughs> That's God. what's so brilliant about the way she's playing this, though, where she's like, how dare you? You know, she yeah, pretends, she feigns. All. Yeah, sanctimonious bullshit. She's Ugh. so full of it. Right. Cersei, you bitch. But oh this fucking God. guy, dude, fuck you. You you were a shoeless beggar like five minutes ago, and all these clowns are now arresting kings and queens. I think that I could legit murder that guy. Come like, on. I think I could beat him in a fight. It's and pretty I'm sad. not even that tough. Yeah. It's a nightmare, boy. I'll tell you. Um, it's tread lightly, Cersei, because you're gonna start a war. At first, I thought Cersei was fucking around to to reassert herself in a powerful position, but she's going full court press here. She's throwing people in jail. Olaine is gonna leave. I mean, she has. It, it's almost like Tywin esque. Mm-hmm. The Red Wedding was. I got everyone in one place here. Cersei's collecting her enemies. Yeah, she's got Loras, not directly an enemy, but heir to. High Garden. Also, she's supposed to marry him. And she was like, fuck that. I she's love got my Laura, brother. Right. She's got Loris. She's got Marjorie. Olena, we don't know where she's going. We know where Mace Tyrell is. We know where Mace Tyrell is. <laughs> she knows where Sansa With, is now. But a word, they would all be dead. Mm-hmm. And then what do you have? Um, I just think Cersei better tread lightly because she's going to start a war. We'll see. She's going to start a war. We will see. Let us head over to Winterfell where we get the most oh, somber. Gosh. By the way, this was almost as hard to watch as the Red Wedding. This particular thought, wedding. It might have been harder to watch, I to be honest with you. I thought that it was. I thought this was probably the most... And I could be wrong, and I'll think of something else that will change my mind. But thinking about it now, it kind of freshened my mind. And just in general, I think this is one of the most uncomfortable things I've ever watched on television. Yeah. Definitely in Game of Thrones, I think. It was very hard to watch and very upsetting. Everything about it was upsetting. And I'm not even talking about the rape, let's be the honest. Whole thing. Yeah. Being in your old home... Walking to the God's tree there, the Godwood there, where Ned used to hang out and meditate, marrying the people who murdered your family in the very place where your father would go for peace, in your home, marrying this guy. It's brutal. A night wedding, it's snowing. Could it get any more? What the fuck? Is Danny Elfman doing this? Yeah, I know. Not Danny Elfman. Tim Burton. This is like a Tim Burton wedding. Although it's like really cool. Like I wish I could get married there. Yeah, it was crazy. Like it's a really cool place. But I don't know. And I just want to say too, I like I read a couple articles as I said, because this is all controversy and as you know, controversy. Per usual. But um Sophie Turner, is that her name who plays Sansa? Yes. Um 
she had said before the season even came, she's like, oh, there's this one thing that I do and it's like so dark and depressing. And she's like, it was my favorite thing I've ever filmed. And like, she like loves it. She's like, that's why I became an actress. Mm-hmm. Like, she like loves this scene. Absolutely. The, scene. the challenge. Like, she, that's what she said. She's like, it's so challenging to me. And like, that's why I became an actress. And I'm like, this fucking girl, how old is she? She looks like a baby to me still. And she's mm-hmm. like, yeah, I love that rape scene I did. It was awesome because I kicked ass. Which she does. She's a, a freaking great actress. Yeah. Every single person in that scene at the end right it does a phenomenal job right they're 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 all they're, which i know is like messed up to say about like something like that but i mean unbelievable acting the before the fateful scene yeah i know see i'm kind of ahead of myself i'm like oh this shit between her and miranda is awesome the way oh, she just yes. puts a fucking stop formidable to it. as you like to say that word formidable She's like, listen. Okay, bitch. I've heard about Ramsey's boredoms. I don't care, right? You won't win. You're not going to win this. Bye. She's like, I'm Sansa Stark, bitch. Yeah. By the way, this girl's 19. Who? The Sophie girl- Turner? Yeah. Oh, my God. Crazy, huh? I'm telling you. This is like, oh, my God. That's crazy. Which means she was like 16 when this fucking thing started. 15. That's crazy. Oh, my God. It's She's- weird to think. You know what's nuts? I think about this with like child actors or or younger adolescent actors. She's growing up on the set of Game of Thrones. I know. It's weird, huh? And they they get very close. Like her and Maisie Williams are like great, great, great friends. It's awesome. And they don't even do scenes together. When's the last time they were together in a scene? Right. And they're super tight. So badly. I want to just see behind the scenes of this final scene in the bedchamber on their wedding night. Because I want to see like... I want to see cuts and I want to see like the guy who plays Ramsey like laughing and being nice because he's so he's fucking a, despicable. But he's an awesome guy, like supposedly. And he's a very, uh, I, I obviously have said it a lot of times, he's a really good actor, but I hate yeah. him. Anyways, yeah, Miranda, you're cute, adorable. You like Ramsey. You suck. Goodbye. <laughs> Essentially. And Miranda is so mad and she's such a jealous little biatch. Like, oh my God. And she doesn't stand a chance against oh, Sansa. No. Sansa's smarter than her, stronger than her. In For a better sure. position than her. I mean, please. Yeah. Nice try, though. But still, Miranda could be a lover scorned. The enemy of my enemy is my friend, right? Yes, that's so true. So who knows what's going to happen with Miranda. It is true. Speaking of the enemy of my enemy, boy, is Reek not quickly becoming potentially an enemy for Ramsey? God, I I dream about this every time we start watching the show. Huge. I think Ramsey's making big mistakes here. I think his hubris is going to get the better of him. Yes. And number one, I know what you're going to talk about because I agree with you. Yep. Number one, they cleaned him. They showered him up for sure. They gave him clothes to wear. He looked clean. He looked different. They called him Theon at the wedding ceremony. They let him call himself Theon. Big mistake. And they let him talk about how he was Ned Stark's ward. Big mistake. Are you crazy? You spent all this time taking his identity away and now you're giving it back to him in this emotional moment with somebody from his past. I think it's a little different if you say pretend to be Theon Greyjoy and go to Moat Kaelin. They didn't say Absolutely. pretend to be Theon Greyjoy. They said, hey, you're Theon Greyjoy. You were her father's ward. Right. You walk her down the aisle. Right. No pretend. What? Are you crazy? Bad move by Ramsey. It's going to cost him his all life. All that mind warping cult mind shit. Mind fucking, yeah. It's going to go out the window. I can't wait. I'm so excited. <laughs> it's uh, he, in in he's in a tough spot too because you know Sansa wouldn't even. He's like, I don't care if you get punished, and she shouldn't. No, she, because because of the treachery, because of the betrayal, murdered her brothers as far as she knows. Yeah, and at the very least, murdered her friends and her the people at the at the Winterfell when he did what he did. Yeah, I know. You know, I know. Um. Well, we might as well get to this. Oh no no no! You stay here. You watch. What the fuck, Ramsey? I wrote in my notes, 
open for discussion. Is Ramsey worse than Joffrey? He's pretty bad. Because I feel like there could be a close competition for who is the worst human being. Like, I really feel like at this point, like, Ramsey is really, like, giving Joffrey a run for his money for the evilest person of all time. Joffrey lacked the... I feel like we talked a little bit about this last week, but, like... I don't know. It's it's They're all miserable sons of bitches, aren't they? That is true. That is true. Ramsey is a, is a demented bastard. I mean, that... He's not... He thinks he's torturing Sansa. He's he's doing this because of his depraved mind. I don't I don't know what he's thinking. No idea. But gonna backfire because of what you're doing to Theon. Mm-hmm. The end of that episode was Theon bawling his eyes out standing there, Again. not being able to look away. By the way, another interesting thing that happened in this episode, Theon's choice to close the door without order. He's thinking about Sansa. He's trying to help her maintain some dignity. Mm -hmm. He deliberately shuts the door and he's not commanded by his master. No, he's just told to stay. Stay. Okay. He shuts the door because he wants... Not even right away. She's not going to be comfortable at all, but it would be less humiliating for the fucking whole house to hear what's happening. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And I think that was a choice by Ramsey. I mean, by Reek or Theon, maybe in this case. Mm -hmm. Who am I talking to now? I'm just kidding. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Uh, To make that choice to close the door. And obviously he's visibly upset. I know we're we're getting this build and it's I feel like it's I don't want to call it obvious, but it is. I I feel like they're they're letting us know that this is coming. Like, don't worry. Theon Greyjoy, I'm gonna just say it, is not a monster. No. Ramsey's a monster. Agreed. Joffrey was a monster. Agreed. Horrible pieces of shit. Theon Greyjoy was in a really bad position and told by the king of Pike Island, his father, the king, that we are going to make our move now. Yes, he had a choice to not do that. Yes, he had a choice to go to what was left of the Starks. He could go to Rob. He could have he could have chosen not to be treacherous. But it was and his he father. Will, and he does not deserve he does not deserve to be let off the hook for that. No. But he's not a monster like this guy. I agree. And he is going to please God. Fuck up this guy. Yeah, I hope so. I mean, if we're not building to that, then I don't, I don't know what we're building to. But I guess we'll see. I, I can only freaking hope. I guess we'll see. But yeah, it was tough to watch. It was uncomfortable, and uh, it just reminds us that Ramsey's an evil son of a bitch. Yes, and I, I would like to again touch upon all this controversy on the internet about this, and people are really mad. Um, what are they mad about? Is everyone okay. is offended about everything? Yes, Jesus fucking Christ! So. I was super offended by the Jamie Cersei thing back last season or whatever, Raper of Dames or whatever. Yeah, it was fucking stupid. And I was offended by this because this happened, which to me was clearly rape, and they were trying to say it wasn't. In the book, it hadn't been rape. So, and these two people had this romantic relationship where they supposedly loved each other. This is what, that's what bothered me about that. Yeah, because they they mishandled, they they mishandled the source material very poorly. And you can change from the source material and that's fine but i don't see where this came from or why that mattered how that was important especially when you're trying to make jamie a likable character right all it did is they screwed up yeah, they fucked up they made a mistake i i hate it rape is awful i'm sick of seeing rape they showed us so much rape last season this season they've been so much better about it thank fucking god i can only see it so much i this to me there are people who are like this doesn't further the story why do they always have to make rape this big thing it's different than it was in the books Blah, 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 all this crap. Okay, here's why this happened. This is similar to something that happened in the books. I'm not going to do spoiler stuff and like really get into it, but something very similar happens in the books with Ramsay. Theon is supposed to 
not watch, but participate right. in this rape. Okay. So first of all, the show toned it down. Thank you, show. We appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ. Secondly, so it's still a story from the book, similar to the plot. And these are not two people who love each other. And then all of a sudden he rapes her and you're like, what the fuck? This is an awful guy who does depraved shit. We watched him fucking let dogs eat a girl. Right. Okay. This is who he is as a person. The way he. And they don't say it's not rape. Listen. They say that's what it's supposed to be. There's not like some show producer saying like, no, no, it was consensual. No. He chopped off Theon's dick and balls. Yes. It doesn't get much worse than that, does it? Exactly. I mean, come on, guys. He's a depraved psychopath. You can't be offended from watching a TV show. You should never be offended by anything unless they are talking directly to you. If they look at the screen and say, hey, Joe, you're a fuckface, then if you want to get offended, go ahead. But the whole I'm offended thing, I just don't understand. Number one. Number two, Ramsey's an evil, sick fuck. And how does it further the story? How does it, it obviously, it obviously does something to what we're hoping is to make the victory that Sansa gets that much sweeter. If yes. it doesn't, then what the fuck, guys? I mean, does, does that, I don't, for the same reason, I will never watch a Room for a Dream again. Oh. Because <laughs> I, I get nothing, because it's so fucking horrific to it's watch. so good. No, I know. But you're not going to watch it over and over again. Oh, no. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not saying that there's any, I don't think Benioff and Weiss, I don't think anybody who has anything creative that they make, they have no obligation to please me. All they have to do is write what they want to write. Mm-hmm. And that's it. And then we can watch it or not watch it. But to sit here and write fucking articles about how we think they should do this and that, like whatever, I mean, fine. I mean, I'm podcasting about it, right? So yeah. who the fuck am I to say? But they, yes, yes, Ramsey rapes Sansa. Yes, he does. They don't, and I'm not saying it's, it's, it's the rape is less severe, but as far as something you view on TV, at least they fucking fade to black. At least we don't have to deal with like some accused shit where they rape a girl on a pinball machine. And they show the whole scene. No, exactly. You know How many I'm times saying? have we actually seen a straight out rape? Right. We Not, don't need, because we don't need to. This is incredibly disturbing anyway. But the, the point is, and then people are saying like, but Sansa's already had all these horrible things happen to her at the hands of men. Why does something else horrible happen to her? I don't know. Ask women who fucking multiple bad things have happened to them with different men. Like that happens in life. Right. And it obviously in this situation that she's in, this doesn't surprise me, but all this is going to do is I'm telling you, Sansa is going to be fucking great. I think she's going to get her revenge. She already is though. And, and, and that's going to happen. I'm sorry that this happened to Sansa and it was awful to watch. And I, it was awful. It was awful, but I don't believe that it was like something where it was like, well, this makes no sense with the plot. Of course it does. What did you think Ramsey was going to do when they got married? Fucking cuddler? Like, you know what kind of guy he is and you know what type of woman Sansa is. Sansa. Reek. Reek. I want you to show Sansa what we've done for her this evening. <laughs> fucking Reek pulls out a teddy bear. What the fuck did you think was going to happen, you morons? You fucking ninnies. Turn the goddamn show off if you don't like it. It's Westeros, you morons. This is what happens. Horrible shit happens all the time. Are the same people who are writing about Sansa's rape writing about Theon's removal of his dick and balls? Is anybody talking about that? Is anybody crying about male castration? Fucking please. It's Westeros. It's medieval. It's tough life. If you don't like it, don't fucking watch it. And I just think, like, to me, like, like, if this was a show doing this, like, again, like, I'm totally against the Jamie Cersei thing. Totally, like, on board with every complaint everybody has about that. This happened in the fucking books. I know it was a little different in the books. I read about what 
the situation. I don't read spoilers from the books, but I write about this specific thing. Right. And yeah, you told me about that. Then I don't want to say too much because I don't want people to get upset that I'm saying book spoilers. But it it, it happened. It's not like the, the people from the show are like, hey, let's let's do this great thing where we do this, you know. No, they changed a couple of characters around, but it's still something taken from the book. Right. This is the books that he wrote. Right. This is the world that he created. Right. Shitty stuff happens. I don't want to watch rape every other episode of like I had not. to last season. Trust me. I don't. I didn't want to see this. And I swear to God, I was sitting in my seat and like I was like, I was at the edge of my seat because I'm like, he's going to kill Ramsey right now. I was ready for mm-hmm. it. I was so excited. I was excited because I'm like, there is going to be no rape because Ramsey is going to fucking die. Right. And, and, and you know what I mean? But it, and it didn't happen. And I'm sorry that it didn't happen, but it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be fucking amazing. I'm yes. telling you, Ramsey's going to end up dead and Sansa is going to end up a freaking powerful woman. You know, but but again, people are fucking morons. Like you, people watch The Sopranos and like it gives Italians a bad name. I'm like, no, it gives the Sopranos family a bad name. You fucking idiots. That's all they're talking about. So everybody needs to chill out. And know what they're watching. It's hard to not offend now, people nowadays. Oof, yeah, fuck them. They can all be offended and jump off a cliff. How's that for <laughs> offensive? Take your offended ass and jump off a cliff. Nobody wants to hear about you fucking crying about everything. Yeah. Next, here's what I will say, though, because I do want to lend some temperance to my rant. And that's this. I'm not going to watch a show if somebody gets raped every episode because mm-hmm. it's not enjoyable to me. Yeah, I'm, I have no interest in that. It was like a joke implied, last season, I felt like. Implied rape because of a certain situation with a character, and that's what happens, and it's tragic, and it comes back into the story later. That makes sense to me, mm-hmm. right? For the same reason, I don't want to watch a guy like Theon or five other guys like Theon get their dicks cut off every episode. I don't want to watch that. I think the shit with Theon is, like, devastating, and nobody talks about Yeah, it's, what are you going to do? Fuck it. Yeah. Like, the fact that comedians are like, these are going to be jokes, Okay. We're going to tell some jokes today, right? right. It's fucking crazy that it's, they have to do that. It's hard to... Like, oh, I made a joke about black guys. I must be a fucking racist. No, you idiots. It's a joke. Yes. Just like I make a joke about white guys or fucking Chinese guys, whatever the fuck. Yeah. Yeah, no. Jesus Christ. I'm so mad right now. Exactly. And it's just... I don't know. I'm offended, Jessica. I just... I wish, like, at least people who write these articles and say things like, why I won't promote Game of Thrones anymore... Great. Then just don't promote it. Don't write me an article about why you're not going to promote it because you're mad that there was rape and it wasn't exactly the same as the book and you like this character and you're sad that something bad happened to her again. Do you know what the lesson is here? It's all just noise. It's all nonsense and we need not trouble ourselves with these articles. Uh, Don't read the articles. Block the fucking Twitter bullshit. People on Facebook are like posting it. Block the morons. Ignore it all. It's just fucking noise. And it means nothing. It's irrelevant bullshit. But I'm telling you, there are people who would like to friend me on Facebook if they listen to me say that. I think that that stuff is a little over the top. Fuck them. It, it's just crazy. I don't know. It's just crazy to me. The whole thing's crazy to me. This fucking sucks. I'm sorry this happened to Sansa. I don't think that it was... Again, what did everybody think was going to happen when they got married? What did people think was going to happen? Mm-hmm. Was there anybody who didn't think that he was going to fucking rape her? Of course. Because I don't know who that person is. Because that person clearly has not watched the show. And watched like Ramsey feed women to dogs. That's all I'm saying. All right, let's get to the listener comments. All right, we are gonna turn it up again. We got some listener comments. We've got a few. Uh, Jessica, you think you got three and I got two. So you start Damn. and you finish. 
have Adam Talbot who says, Cersei's playing some dangerous games. Wait till the Faith Milton finds out about her, quote-unquote, sins. Like the quote-unquote in your sins, sir. You know what, Mr. Talbot? We have not talked enough about this backfiring in her, have we? We haven't. And, he, and that's a good point. They subtly reminded us they, what they called a Tommen abomination. Mm-hmm. If that circulates back to Cersei, she could find herself right alongside Marjorie in that jail cell. As she should. That that's a great point, Adam. Yes. And that's something we, shouldn't, we haven't talked about enough. Good catch. Karen Loma says, I have a feeling Sansa's going to get the last word in this relationship. I didn't like the little finger going back to the Queen Town where Sansa was. I knew he was two-time and crook could be trusted. Am I missing something? I think we addressed that. Did I we? love Littlefinger. I think Sorry, we addressed Karen. that, Karen. Hopefully, our hopefully, um, hopefully this. And I'm not trying to be dismissive of your comment. No. I just think we cover that in length, at great detail. I think that that's a logical comment that a lot of people probably Absolutely. felt that knee jerk reaction of like, Absolutely. how dare you? Absolutely. Who do you have? Uh, Damaris. Yeah, Damaris. I kept expecting Theon to man up and kill Ramsay. Me too, Damaris. Well, but I guess the part of the part of him losing his twig and berries kind of made him a wimp. I'm offended, Damaris, that you yeah, would make Damaris. light of the emasculation of Stop men. Stop making castration How jokes. How fucking dare you? I'm offended. It's a real problem. Actually, that's a really good point. I, I was waiting the whole time to please. Poor Sansa, she writes. Great comment. Thank you very much, Damaris. I agree with you 100% too on that shit. Mark Stepanek says, almost thought the un would break free of his conditioning in the honeymoon suite. Yikes. I know. We all did. He continues by saying, difficult scene to watch if you have a daughter. Ugh, I can Ooh. imagine. Like, yeah, I know. That's awful. Yeah. Brutal scene. Brutal scene. He's fucking young, man. It was awful. It was ugh, awful. So sad. Go. Um, Philip Childers wrote the Sparkle best- City Phil coming at you. And uh, Philip Childers gave me some important information because I was trying to figure this out after I watched the episode. The also, best- real quick, I'm not sure where he lives, but he does do the Cinema Inferior podcast. So check out his podcast. Also, saw him wearing a Celtic shirt in his Facebook pic. What's and thought, up? Kids representing Boston, son. baby. Kids representing. We'll take it down to the Charles River. All right, go ahead. The best part, as a huge Lost fan, just like I am, mm. is of course Mr. Echo showing up. Just as a side note, Mr. Echo was the main slaver who picked up Tyrion and Jorah. I was watching the episode. I'm like, how do I know this guy? How do I know this guy? And thank you, Philip Childers, because that's how I know this guy. Can I just interject here? Thank you for the comment, Sparkle City Phil. There's more though. I know, but shocked that you didn't recognize him shocked i know your lost game slipping son i know i your guess i gotta rewatch slipping. it again you have to get into the gym oh, and get your lost on love lost <laughs> keep going imagine if it had been like sawyer and he just was like hey guys <laughs> i'm a slaver um anyways i'm guessing that won't last long but if he beats at least one person to death with a stick i'll be happy <laughs> good one lost joke beyond that i'm looking forward to theon developing again Ramsey is going to go down as one of the all-time great bad guys. Awesome episode. Fact. Agree, agree, agree. I love that everybody's on the like, let's have Theon kill Ramsey bandwagon with me because I am yeah. there. And Ramsey is a great bad guy because I hate him. Like, I hate him. The, the actor who plays him is great. And so is Here's Alfie Allen. Say. The he actor is, who plays Theon great. is good. incredible. Can I say something, though? You may. Is that it? Are we done with comments? Yes. Well, thank you very much for writing in, guys. We really Thanks, appreciate guys. it. You're Feel free best. to write in on any of these episodes before we record. We typically record Tuesday-ish, Wednesday-ish. We're recording a day early today. But after the episode, hit us up on Facebook. Get your comments to us. We'll, we'll read you on the air. But if you're offended by anything that we say, G-F-Y, baby. I feel like people are probably offended by most of what we say. So, <laughs> well, Why wouldn't they be? 
Not our listeners. Our listeners are the fucking shit. That's true. They're they bas- know that we're just our, kidding all you know, the time. Our, our listeners are basically like the same kind of people who send letters to Ramsey and say there's only one true king in the north and his name is Stark. Yes. That's like our listeners. That is our listeners. Absolutely. You guys it. fucking oh rock. If we raised the banners, you'd be right there doing battle with us. Righteous battle. Ain't that the truth? Absolutely. Awesome. All right. Great episode. Great commentary. Uh, I must ha- tip my cap to you, subhost. Well, good work. Tell Hi, me. Thank you. Any final thoughts or are we uh, tapped? I miss Stannis this week. Mm-hmm. Can't wait to see him next week. Can't wait to put up my poster of him that somebody sent me on Facebook. Of Stannis Ooh, with Scott puppy. Lyons, I believe, did that for you. Well, whoever it was, I told them they were my favorite person of all time and I meant it. Although <laughs> I forgot their name, but I remember the picture That's of Stannis That's pretty fucked up that you puppy. forgot their name. You and forgot one of our listeners' names. Awesome PR for the show. <laughs> Forgetting listeners' names. Just edit this and just put, so it'll be like, and then somebody, and then it'll be like me dubbed like Scott Lyons. I'm pretty sure it's Scott Lyons. I'm like 99% on that. <laughs> Anyways, that was the greatest thing that anybody ever sent me. Thanks. And we will print that shit and stick it on the wall. Yeah, it's going to go on the wall. For the Battle of Winterfell. For like my life. Yeah. And when Stannis dies, I'm going to write R.E.P. underneath. <laughs> all right. That's all. Final thoughts for me. If you're offended, go fuck yourself, one. Number two, we love our listeners, and we know that you guys would never bow your knees to the false kings. Number three, I think they are really telegraphing a really, they're really telegraphing a Theon Greyjoy comeback. Oh, yeah. Don't think it's going to happen. Stop. No, I can't. I can't. No. Don't think it's going to happen. Why? I don't think he'll kill Ramsay. Why? Is, is it so obvious that it becomes unobvious? Like, is that is that what I'm falling into? It fucking like, they're telegraphing be. it so hard. They're telegraphing it so hard with these reaction shots. I'm like, <laughs> like fucking crying his eyes out. You just talked about how they were giving him his identity again. It was a bad idea. What the fuck? You're going back I, on your own words. I, no. Theon is going to kill Ramsay. I'm just saying. I'm so mad I'm banging the desk. I'm just saying. I hate Ramsay. I wish I could teleport to Game of Thrones and I could kill Ramsay. It's my turn for final thoughts. Oh, I'm going to have to shut your mic off if you keep up your rants. Okay. You're offending me. Because you're interrupting me. I'm very offended at this. Okay, let me finish here. What am I saying? I just think I am nervous. I'm, I'm 50-50 because it's telegraphed so hard. I'm kind of thinking it might not happen. Like he, he might not be the one that kills Ramsey, but he might do something cool. Well, if he does something cool, that's great. As long as Ramsey's dead in, in a really awful, like, I mean... He'll Sansa. never die. Sansa like marries some dude or is supposed to marry some dude and then they die tragically. Yeah. Except not tragically. Oh, you know who else was a bags. son of a bitch on the son of a bitch list? Who? Ah, uh, Viserys. Oh yeah. He was <sighs> fucking worse. Think back too. to that guy. See, it's because he died Pouring early out and his stuff. Sister. He got the yeah. golden crown though. That was a great kill. That was a great I death. Doubt I doubt Ramsey. Ramsey to die like that. I don't know. Joffrey's death was kind of good too because it's kind of like a bitch death that he got poisoned. And yeah, that's kind of what he served as a bitch. Tough way to go out. You know, like they say poison is a women's weapon because yeah, I'm sexist and I'll say stuff like that. The strangler. Anyways, like, I don't know. It was just a bitch way for him to go out, I feel like. Not in battle, just being poisoned at his wedding. Mm. What a douche. Mm. What a know. douche. All right. Well, we are done we hope that we offended you deeply and strongly to the core. And uh, subscribe. <laughs> Just kidding. Love you. And we will see you guys uh, next time for some more Game of Thrones. And uh, that's it. You guys have a wonderful week and we will see you next time. Adios. 
All right, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for checking out LSG Media's coverage of A Game of Thrones. Make sure you check us out on the web at libertystreetgeek.net. That's libertystreetgeek.net, where you can see other shows we have like The Walking Dead and the Science Fiction Film Podcast. All right, folks, we will catch you next week. Have a good one. Oh,